On today's 30-minute music marketing deep dive, whose job is it to market your show? We're going to find out. Cue the title sequence. 30-minute music marketing for musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30-Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thanks very much for watching or listening to this particular episode. Uh, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, if Hit you find value in the show, button. tell other people, tell other musicians, and hopefully they'll be able to get even as much out of it as your good self. And us, and them, and everyone. Yes. Tell the world. We enjoy doing it. We'd like more people to hear it. So subscribe, share, do the do. Now, it's another deep dive this week, Greg. I know we had a deep dive last week, but, you know, if, if, if these dives come one after the other, a bit that's like buses. Just, that's it. It's, it's just, the way the cookie crumbles. It is. You just have to take it as it's given. Now, um, I'm doing quite well in terms of promoting my live shows at the moment. So live music and promotion of live music is, is very much... At the front of my mind, I go to sleep at night and all I think about is promoting shows and how to get the people at shows. So it's made me think, I know it's, it's a very sad life that I live. There's an element of truth in that, isn't there? Unfortunately, there is, yes. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's not for the, the podcast, it, it really is my life. <laughs> made me think more about um, something that is often brought up um, with bands and their attitude perhaps to promoting live music as to whose responsibility it actually is to market a show and I thought we'd go through all the interested parties who might be involved in promoting a show and see where maybe potentially their responsibilities lie and if see if we at the end of it we can come to some sort of conclusion because you and I both know a lot of bands have the attitude of well I'm the band uh, I'm not the promoter it's surely not my job and my responsibility to promote a show. So hopefully at the end of our little deep dive and our little examination you... of that particular topic, we can maybe say whether that's correct, whether it's not correct. Are you saying the myth of, as you're the promoter, it's your job to promote? Yes, we're, we're going to discuss that. Because I have heard that phrase said a lot. Yes, and it might be true, it might not be true. So if we go through all the potential avenues as to what each person who's responsible within the uh, the live show mix where their responsibilities lie what their job actually might be we can say whether that's correct or not now there's normally not always three parties involved when it comes to promoting a uh, a live show there'll be the venue right there will be the promoter yep and there will be the band or artists themselves now it may well be that the venue is also the promoter of the show. So in other words, it may well be the venue who has what's referred to as a booker or for our American friends, talent buyer, and it'll be their job to book shows. But certainly in the UK, for about 80 to 90% of the uh, the live music shows that are out there, the venues will be hired by external promoters right. and they will go, right, well, there's a band or artist, I will book them, I will book them to, to play that particular venue that's how it works you know th th there are still a minority of shows in the uk whereby the band uh, the venues book the bands themselves but by the venues not booking the bands themselves then they they have less risk if a show doesn't go well 
And so venues now focus more on just hiring out venues to external promoters. They just, but they are effectively a space. They are a space and they will make the majority of their money maybe on venue sponsorship, maybe, you know, a lot of uh, venues like the, uh, the O2 Academies yep. in the UK, and also uh, on be mostly from beer sales. So that's why your, um, your, the cost of your beer is so expensive in a venue. It's almost becoming like the price is a little chef. It, it, yes. Well, you have to remortgage your house just to buy, not in this case, a bacon sandwich, but a pint of beer. So, uh, so let's work on this basis um, that there are three parties involved, venue, promoter and band. So the venue, it's the venue's job to let their existing customers, their existing visitors know. How would they do that? Well, they've probably got a website. Yep. They'll have probably social media channels. They'll be displaying posters in and around the venue, which is probably one of the biggest ways that you might find out about a show. Uh, they'll probably have a mailing list of some sort. Might, if they're a larger venue, uh, have flyers within there. Not although that's becoming less common practice. Yeah. These days, larger uh, venues will put listings in newspapers, perhaps. Still. Yeah. Sorry, that, that was that was yeah. Full stop. Um, let's start a, a new sentence. Yeah, no, they, they will. They will still. What? So you saying? But that would would that be like a Manchester venue would put a an advert in the MEN? They they could do, not do, like the Daily Mirror. Um, well, it could be it, it, it could be the regional edition of a national right, okay. newspaper. If they think that maybe a certain. Um, uh, the artists that they've got coming up, whether a certain demographic is likely to be reading that newspaper, that's not something they would they would rule out at this stage. Okay. So enough. so the, um, obviously a venue's or their audience is is gig goers, people who go to to gigs. Now what I find is that venues don't often do that much in terms of promotion. They might do a little bit. They might do. You might do a modest amount, but there are, you know, and there are some cracking venues out there who, you know, who do lots to promote their shows. And There's there also are some venues that are some, don't some do any at all. Terrible. Not I mean, I'm, I've, I've, you know, I, I play a lot of shows, a modest amount of shows, and there are some venues who will stick uh, my gig up on their website, but they won't even mention us on social media. And at the very least, you could expect from a gig. Uh, from a venue rather, is for them to, to tweet on the day of the show what time the doors are, what time the bands are on. Sometimes, I've been, I've been uh, recently playing venues, they don't even do that. Tusk, but but they quite tusk. happily want your money. Oh, very much so, very much so. But, you know, as I said, there are some venues, especially the busier ones, maybe ones that have got uh, gigs on every night of the week, that their ability to promote a show is great. So that's venues. Okay. Promoters. Well, it's their job, I would say, to let the general public know. So they know what though? Know that they have organised and arranged a gig with these artists in these particular venue on a particular night. So they so, would. So they're not there to promote the bands, just the night, because this, well, the, just this is where night as th this is where the confusion lies, because a lot of bands seem to think that promoters should be there to promote their band, not the gig. The job of a successful promoter 
is to put the right act in the right venue at the right time. Really, what uh, the best promoter, all they really have to do is choose the right act, knowing that by placing that act in that venue, the show not necessarily should sell itself, but that's got a great chance. With, but that's with, relying on bands who've already got an audience and a notoriety. Or by knowing that a band has a sufficient audience that by placing them in the right venue. So, you know, th there are nights of uh, indie music in yep. like Manchester and Liverpool, which are our two nearest cities. So I'm going to stand a better chance of getting a band that's got either a reasonable following or a modest amount of buzz about them. I'm going to stand a better chance of putting, uh, you know, a successful ticket sales by putting those on in the reasonably busy indie clubs in Manchester and Liverpool rather than putting them on in a 250-seater theatre. That's an extreme <coughs> example. Yeah. But it's all about taking the right-sized bands with the right following, who maybe we can see that they're quite good at promoting and on social media. It's like it's, it's, it's almost like, well, that's why in America they call it talent buying, as in, right, they've got not only the musical talent, but also the talent to successfully promote their but, music. But on that basis, then, if, if prom the promoters would only take on bands, that would rule out quite a lot of bands. Well, that's, well, what I would argue as successful promoters are promoters, and well, shall we say legitimate promoters. That's what legitimate promoters do, because I, you know, I work for one of those. But let, 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 me, let me say that, you know, like through the course of their activities, you know, a promoter has a website yep. for the most part, so you might find out potentially about that, although nobody I know would go to a promoter's website to see what gigs they've, they've got on. But club promotions used to be quite different. I used to quite frequently yeah, go yeah, on yeah, Renaissance ones. Yeah, but, so you know, there are, there are, a, there, are a like there are a certain amount, and you know, but but by the by, okay. you know, like maybe maybe dance music's a slightly different thing. Uh, social media, yeah. you know, as in they will have social media accounts. They might have a mailing list of previous customers, which is where if you concentrate on a particular genre, be it folk, indie yeah. music, that sort of thing, you can build up a reputation. And as in, you know, you, there are specific nights that do very well and have done so over the years because they concentrate on a, a specific genre. And again, those talent buyers, those bookers, they, they will handpick the best bands. So you know that, you know, that, that's how certain nights gain a reputation. Yeah. They will probably pay to run ads, primarily on social media these days. Maybe music magazines, potentially. And again, maybe, depending on the size of the act or the size of the promoter, uh, in newspapers, be it national or you know, regional editions of national newspapers. Yeah. But when you start advertising in newspapers, then that sort of promotion tends to become a little bit hit or miss. It's not maybe as targeted as sort of social media promotion. Yeah. But if you're a promoter, that's, you know, you're, you're, you're basically advertising and promoting to more often than not, a, a general sort of populace. Would they still be using, you know, fly postering? Uh, depending on the size of the act and, and where it is, you could do a bit of exit flyering. So in other words, when somebody, you know, like if you've got, if you're, a, a, if you're an indie band that is quite similar to um, Liam Gallagher, 
there might be a chance of doing some exit flyering outside a particular venue or you know another act yeah of that ilk that's, a, that's, oh, okay, a, that that's a, again that's a more targeted way of flyering rather than just leaving yeah, yeah, a load yeah, yeah. of um, flies in a record shop okay so that's the promoter but just before we get to the carry band on, part carry on and I presume you're going to answer this in the band part, yeah. but you know, ultimately, a promoter can, is only as good as the material he has to promote. Very much so. So, so you know, you can argue the quality of promoter is illustrated by the acts that they would book yeah. at a venue. But then, the, the, then the, 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 the quite often retort to that is that bands go. Well, if I'm having to give all the material to, for the promoter to do their job, then I don't need a promoter. That's like, well, and, well I, and I would argue, yeah, maybe you don't. Yeah. So they just if you can if you can legitimately as an artist go up to a venue and say, uh, right, well, um, we're attracting crowds in our home city or you know a city or town adjacent to yours of about a hundred people or eighty people, then you don't really need to promote uh, to to get an external promoter. Chances you certainly are, don't need to do any pay-to-play. No, chances are you'd be able to, to book, an event, uh, book a room yourself, set up a ticket link on Eventbrite uh, and successfully promote it. You know, we are in the age of DIY. All the tools are out there now. So, so that, that might be possible. The courage to do it. And the courage and the knowledge of how to market it. Okay, so come on right. to the band then. So uh, if, you're, uh, if you're talking about a band, they would be promoting and making their uh, fans and depending on the size of the band maybe their friends and family aware of a particular show now if you think about it the band are the most likely of people who uh, how can i best put this if they're promoting the show to their fans and potentially to their friends and family it's the band that are going to have the easiest job out of anybody to reach those people yeah so you know i'm you know i'm in a band and who's the best person to reach my fans it's not going to be the promoter because our fan uh, the promoter doesn't have access to our fans and it may well be yeah the you know the venue you know the venue where we're playing tomorrow in blackburn they might not necessarily know who our fans are it may well be that our fans regularly go to that venue anyway mm -hmm. so when so when the venue in question tweets about it or sends out an email to their previous customers, they'll go, oh yeah. But chances are, for the most part, the, the people that are most likely to come to that show are the people that you, I'm pointing to the camera here, as an artist, have regular communication with. So ultimately, it is by default, you have the greatest power and the greatest responsibility to reach those people and to get them to the show. And, and, and for, for you to say, oh, that it's not my responsibility. You can leave it all to the venue. You can leave it all to the promoter. But what you will find is that they can't reach your fans and your audience as easily as you can. No. So for you to go, oh, no, hands off, that's someone else's responsibility. I'm too rock and roll. To I'm do. too rock and roll. And, and you know, the, the, I work for a promoter. And there are a lot of existing artists who don't want to do that. You know, and okay, that, that's fine. So what we have to do is, in terms of advertising and promotion, we have to try and find, especially on Facebook adverts, maybe uh, other established artists who are in the same sort of genre, right. and you know, and who go to maybe certain types of music festivals, and we have to advertise to those people in the hope that they're also fans. 
of this particular artist. So, I think you would class yourself as a reasonable, good promoter. Uh, well, I, I, you know, I like to think of my activities within the promoter that I work for and yeah. the, the self-promoter of myself. Well, excluding the self-promotion part, yeah. you, as the, the work side promoter part, you're only going to book a band on their ability to draw a crowd, aren't you? We will, yeah. We, we've got to be, we've got to be sure, especially because we deal a lot with guarantees for a lot of the artists that we work with. We've got to be sure that by placing that particular act in that particular venue. When you say a guarantee, can you explain to the listeners? Yes. Yeah, so um, it may well be that um, in order for some artists to get out of bed of a morning, they'll go right. Um, Toast. It's, it's three, That's what I need. It's three grand plus VAT. And it doesn't matter whether two people turn up to that gig, we've got to pay that artist three grand. Didn't someone put on, try and put on a festival where they went, name your price? Uh, those sorts of things happen when people don't necessarily know what they're doing. But, so, uh, but obviously, you know, but you guarantees are normally with established artists who, again, if, if they work with the right promoter, the right promoter is going to make far more than the guarantee. So in other words, they... They're basically making sure that they come away with enough money to maintain themselves in the manner that they've become accustomed to. And, you know, the promoter, if they know their stuff, then they'll be able to make uh, a hefty wedge on top of the, the guarantee that they're already paying out. And that's that, how the music industry works. The reason I'm saying this, isn't it, is that you ultimately, if you can prove your worth, then you are going to get, you are going to earn more money. Now, what I think a lot of the, maybe uh, some of the people listening to um, this particular podcast and watching this show will be, will be thinking, well, you know, I don't have a guarantee. I've maybe got maybe a percentage of the door take. I might only be getting something like a pound for every ticket that I sell. In some cases, you might just be getting beers and waters Fuel. as payment. Yeah, as payment for a show. But all that is, is because at the moment, you don't have a large enough audience potentially coming to a show, or potentially as well, you've not got maybe the contractual prowess and the, um, dare I say, the force and the contractual knowledge to say that, hang on, if we're bringing you know, 70 people to a particular show, maybe I should be getting a little bit more than this. I know in the UK, this is where you start going to maybe have a chat to your Musicians' Union representative. Because they, they should can... all be joining the Musicians' yes, Union. Yes, certainly, certainly in the, in the UK, UK. If you are a musician, you should join the Musicians' Union. That's, that's our top tip for uh, Music Marketing Mondays. You get your, mu you get your equipment insured as well. As equipment part. insured, I think it's like a million pounds. Liability? Yes, public because liability. Because I bet there's a lot of people out there who don't have public liability. Insurance. So we've, we've sidetracked. So yeah, yeah so so no, it's if, all about being, you know, professional people. Oh, and I think that's you know showing those kind of things because a lot of venues they want to know that your stuff's pat tested. That's just reminded me. I need to send off my public liability uh, insurance certificate to uh, a theatre in Barry and Finesse because they the, the venues are getting really picky about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some venues will not allow you, especially to, hotels, uh, and especially uh, venues owned by the council. <laughs> See, so it is relevant. Enough of my uh, band logistics. I need to do that on Monday. I need to, I need okay. to, I need to probably send an email to, to my work's email. So, yeah. So, your worth and your value to a promoter depends upon the amount of people that you bring 
to a show. The more people you bring, the more money you're generating for everybody. The stronger argument you And the stronger argument you have for you to be saying, right, you need to be paying me X amount of pounds or X amount of percent, you know, X percentage of, that's a hard thing to say, a, you know, a certain percentage <laughs> of, the beer? of the door take. But, but, uh, but, and you know, the whole idea about consuming all our podcasts and watching all our videos is that you improve your marketing, you get a bigger audience, you're able to, to engage with them and get them to that to uh, to a particular show and you know it does take up a you know it does take a certain amount of time to get ahead of steam to be able to do that but once you're able to do that that's when you're maybe able to start to either work with better promoters who will give you a better deal mm. on your shows or as we've said before if you reckon you can get anywhere between 70 and 100 people yourself on your to a show right. you can put on your own shows and to be honest, that's, that's the way I've gone about it. You make a loss on the first one, but you get enough people through the door. We didn't even charge. We just opened the doors. We, got, we just focused on getting as, money, as much money behind the bar to prove our... And then I didn't even need to hustle for getting a monthly residency in a pretty decent venue. And it was just like, because we prove our worth. So. Yep, find a local 100 capacity uh, mm. room or venue, hire it out, get promoting, and then also as well, you might you, at the end of that particular procedure, you might actually be going, oh, it's dead hard being a promoter, then hurt. So maybe you'll have a little bit of sympathy for the person. A bit better on the understanding. So yeah, so potentially um, three parties involved: venue, promoter, band. If everyone works together in harmony to promote a show, you can't go wrong. Can we're on to a winner, but in terms of the people who are most likely to come to the show, which is your audience, your uh, fans and your friends, potentially family, you've got the, the easiest task of reaching those people. Yeah. So it's probably your largest responsibility to get those people to the show. It's More so probably, over and above than everyone definitely, else. definitely, isn't it? Well, you know, everyone's, everyone out there will have a, a unique set of circumstances. That's, That's a polite saying. way of putting it. So if there's anything more you'd potentially like to know about uh, live music promotion, getting to getting people to gigs, how to promote gigs, um, hit us up, beneath. send us a comment. Somebody actually, I think the space actually put, uh, they actually asked about recorders after, oh. not the, the that recorder, a stereo recorder. I so. believe at the time <laughs> that we are <laughs> recording this, yes. they did their one of their first live broadcasts last night. So oh. well done, lads. Well done, that's well really done good. Well done to you. See, and let us know how you got on, actually. Yes. So, uh, but anyway, well, thank you very much for watching. Please hit that notification button so you can be notified every time we do one of these. One of, one of our little Music Marketing Monday rants. Yes. So. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Have a good week. Tatty bye. Bye.